normally this is where we do some type of scripted intro where we talk about what film we're reviewing. We're not reviewing anything on this episode except for the careers of two British gentlemen who are joining us. Um, from Deadbolt Films, we've got Thomas Campbell and I know it's not your real name, but Gav Chucky Steele. Uh, immediately the most badass and probably in, per- in perpetuity will be the most badass name of anyone that will ever come on this podcast. But That's hilarious. Thanks very much. So, um, oh, and, and I guess, of course, yeah, I'm Jim Rohner and, you know. I'm James McCormick, but we're not important today. No, we, okay. are, we are not. Um, but we're, we're bringing on these two guys from Deadbolt Films because specifically uh, they're independent filmmakers, but uh, most relevant to this podcast, they have a, a horror short called Beyond, which is an adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's From Beyond. Um, one of the one of the few feature film adaptations we've done on here that we've actually really enjoyed the, you know, the Stuart Gordon one from the 1980s. But so we want to talk to you guys about that. But uh, first, let's let's do a let's step back and just like, how did you two guys sync up and meet and like what started you on your your filmmaking journey together? Because Thomas, you were the screenwriter for Beyond Gav, you're the director. So talk about how you guys kind of connected first. Well, if I go back for me, um, um, I got into filmmaking, a, like, I made a feature film, like a throwback to like slasher films called The Shadow of Death, which you can see on like a YouTube. And um, I made that in like 2011, um, literally because I was just like, well, I was scoring stuff and I couldn't actually get any like gigs, like scoring for other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll make my own film. I know that sounds a bit crazy, but I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so when I started saying that I was making a feature film, um, people locally to me, I didn't know actors, I didn't know people, um, but people would see me at a party and be like, oh, I'll be a sound guy. Like, okay, cool. And all these people are still like with me now. And we made Deadbolt. Um, oh, I made Deadbolt because uh, Peter Jackson had wing nut. <laughs> so we got dead bolt, nuts bolt, you know, and yep. that's what I called it that. Because I love the way he sort of made his uh, old school films, his uh, original films. Sure. And um, so as I was making films, I, I'd meet people at parties, they'd say, can I come on board or can I help cut this? And I was like, yeah, cool, cool. And it slowly went along through the years because that was like like almost 10 years ago. So it went through the years of doing that. And then I had uh, a Facebook. Well, Tom actually came on set when I was doing the first feature film. Uh, yeah, for like yeah. A day. And uh, then years later, I had a message, but it went in that hidden place in Facebook where you get messages and you don't know where they are. And all of a sudden you have this message from someone. So oh, yeah. what the um, fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've lost like, work and stuff like doing that. So like, why does it go there? But anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to start sitting there moaning about Facebook. And um, so uh, and I had a message from him saying, do you want to like work on something? And um, I said, yeah, we met up. And then we came up with the idea of And Nothing Hurt. Did you check that one yeah. out, that your film? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah cool definitely. um and tom's just showing me how his lovecraft loveness is just flowing out of him and uh he's just like i want to do that and i, and I was like okay cool so we developed that then this one was uh beyond's pretty much tom's baby kind of taking it from um like from beyond and that um i kind of let him run the story so much um with nothing hurt we both bounce back and forth like tennis until yeah. we got to the point where we'd finish the storyline but with beyond i kind of let him do it and i was like no you do that and then i'll just take on the directing side of it and stuff uh so tom that's your cue to uh <laughs> come in uh so yeah where to start uh, really i mean uh i started screenwriting just uh, out of wanting to write stories uh i actually started writing stories in an old Star Wars role play 
community. And I was like, you know what, I'm wasting my time. I'm going to uh, just, I'm gonna, I want to try and write, learn how to write scripts and stuff. So I wrote a couple. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, you should contact Gav, contact Gav. So I sent him a message. He didn't get back to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> sort that, <laughs> which was fun. Uh, I went on, wrote a feature that got optioned, and then finally Gav got back to me, and we met up, and yeah, as he said, we met up. We did uh, Nothing Hurt. We bounced a few ideas back and forth from that. That was actually, a, that was very, very, very loosely based. I always really liked the story, uh, Amber O'Bierce's uh, occurrence at Owl Creek, Owl, Owl Creek mm-hmm. okay. uh, which obviously there was a Twilight Zone episode and stuff of as well uh so i kind of wanted to do something like that and with the dreamy side of things gav's really into folk horror so we thought we'd bring in the witch uh we bounced that off anyway we crowdfunded that got that made and then we decided to do uh beyond uh as gav says that's pretty much me i just decided really like the i uh really like from beyond as a story i think that's a great story and I really liked uh, Beyond the Wall of Sleep as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I kind of wanted to mash up both of them because obviously From Beyond's been done. You've got the old the old film, which is fantastic, brilliant. So I kind of sat there and I worked it out. And then I think I was, I was just walking home listening to music one time. And then I sort of contacted Gavin. and was like, Gavin, I've got this idea. I want to do this film. We'll do a short. You can run with it as director. And we'll do that. And... Yeah, <laughs> I've got, got to say, I found it quite nice to just take someone's work, which yeah. I didn't want myself because I wrote my first feature. So it's nice just to take someone's work. It's like like when you do read a book, you sort of go to that place, you sort of go, you know, you sort of can imagine the the layout, the setting, the locations, the characters and stuff. Um, and it's so nice to take someone's work and and especially in a short, like what is it, five pages? Uh, Four, yeah. I think, yeah. from beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. It's really nice just to um, take someone's work and do that. And it's really easy, like, in a way, I feel. That's, that's, I'm not going to say easy, actually. I was going to say really easy to make a sort of love car for It's not easy, but it's kind of easy to go there, but it's not easy to do it. Does that make sense? It, it does, because Jim and I know very well, doing a lot of these reviews, <laughs> many people don't understand how to... Um, I guess take the idea of like cosmic, any sort of cosmic horror or supernatural type of aspects, even in short version or long form, most just kind of go, I don't know. I mean, Jim, like, like when we, when we cover like a lot of these films, either they're lazy about it a lot of times, or they just don't understand the concept of like Lovecraft or even Lovecraftian. And like, I have to say, when I saw Beyond, I was like, I'm like, oh, that they get it. It's it, it was like a perfect like version to me of like okay this is something i'm going to show people to say hey you want to see something lovecraft you know here watch this as a primer and then if they dig it okay then i'll give you some of the better options but like the you know the music the the, the dream like quality like that was spot on like I, I i really dug that and and then the inclusion of the king in yellow <laughs> as a little side thing <laughs> And and I have to say I also love the uh, the also the inclusion of the, the the wooden mask from the other short that was in the doctor's office that was just hey. sitting there you know and now they see there <laughs> and you got it yeah okay very okay. nice I, 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 I love that 
I love like weird little connected things like that in filmmakers, you know, films. So bravo to that, you know. I think, um, yeah, we were very conscious. We kind of wanted them all to connect. I think the the idea initially is we were going to do like this sort of cosmic trilogy where they all interlink. Mm-hmm. Um, but nice. said, I, I, not a lot of people do get cosmic horror. Uh, and I think no. one of the lot of people, something that a lot of people seem to forget is this this whole feeling that he needs of existential dread and that or something wider a lot of a lot of people when they do they say oh we're doing something lovecraftian they just slap a few tentacles on and that's it <laughs> that's, and it's it that's just doesn't us, yeah. work that way that's, that's not lovecraftian that's that's just hentai yes <laughs> <laughs> yes it, exactly and that's like we we that's the when we started having conversations about doing this podcast ourselves it was like well, we want to make sure to like yell at those films that just go ah, throw some goopy tentacles and yeah, it's Lovecraft, you know. No, no, I'm like I've seen that before, like in my tape trading days of watching really disgusting, you know, anime. Like yeah. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I'm too old for that now, you know. <laughs> if we ever, if our podcast ever got popular enough where it was like, hey, maybe we think of 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 putting out some merchandise, I would definitely want a shirt that just says, throw some tentacles in there. Because that seems to be the mentality of so many of these things where it's like, they, and feel free to agree or disagree with me guys, but like, it seems like a lot of filmmakers that attempt to tackle a Lovecraft story, they tend to focus more on a a visceral reaction instead of kind of an emotional and spiritual one, which is what I find to be so effective about the stories. Uh, absolutely. I don't know. Have you guys seen? Uh, I think one of the best films recently that I've seen that's tackled that is Starfish. Have you seen no. that? Yet? No, not yet. My friend Joe works for Yellow Veil Pictures, so yeah, he uh, he was like telling me about it like before they actually were gonna put it out. I'm like, it's okay. So it, it is that good. Okay, good. It's good to know he wasn't lying to me. It's yeah. It's it's fantastic. Um, you know, and it. it it deals with that sort of dread, cosmic dread and all that sort of thing on a really good level. Uh, definitely one for a future episode for you guys. Definitely. I think you'll like it. If you're, if you're fed up with Lovecraft and tentacles, <laughs> go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I guess, and this one will be specifically focused for Thomas because he's, uh, as you've talked about off mic, Thomas is more the Lovecraftian guy, but like what... For you, what was it, even if you can remember the first thing you read, or what is it that sort of hooked you in, like, this became your thing, basically? Oh, God. Um, okay, so this is going to sound lame. Uh, as a kid, I was a massive fan of, like, the X-Men and all that. And one of my favorite X-Men bad guys was the Brood. Oh, nice. Which were <laughs> oh, wow, okay. rip-offs of Alien. Yeah. That got me into Alien and the whole idea of that. And then through alien i you know you learn of cosmic horror i guess uh and that got me more in like when i saw Ketsy and that reference it was like a lovecraftian sort of story essentially uh and that that just and then from there i discovered all this, this the cthulhu mythos and and yeah and that's that's where my love for it started um god i think the first thing i ever actually first complete story i ever remember finishing was when i was either 10 or 11 and it was an x-men versus aliens crossover thing it was terrible <laughs> yeah uh, i wish i still had it but that was probably the first foray ever into 
horror of that sort of level. Uh, and then from there, yeah, I think the first Lovecraft story I actually ever uh, read was a Picture in the House. Uh, okay. I, I don't know why it was the first one. It's not even like one that really deals with cosmic horror. It's just like a pretty much straightforward cannibal story. <laughs> but I just, it was just, yeah, I loved it. And then I moved on to all the others and was like, this is fantastic. Mm. So. Well, so that's where, you know, my, my obsession, and it, it spun out into a massive obsession from there. Um, so anything. The word cosmic horror is like really sort of only become like popular in the past couple of years, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's really gained a massive and following Especially recently. like Lovecraft as well. Just hearing Lovecraft and cosmic horror thrown around everywhere nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is it, why why now? You know, I I've wondered that, and James and I have talked about this too, and we haven't come yeah. to any conclusions. I do wonder if there is, and this may sound a bit crazy, but by all means, please uh, let me reveal how crazy of a person I am. I I wonder if there is a correlation between something between that and also in in the past couple of years, astrology has gotten a lot bigger and a lot more popular as well. And I wonder if there is sort of a um, on the one hand, you kind of have a camp of like people who are trying to find some meaning amongst what seems to be increasing chaos, and then other people who are just like embracing this idea of, well, no, it's just chaos, basically. Um, you kind of have two diametrically yeah. opposed responses to the same stimuli, basically. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I can fully, fully see that. And, uh, the idea of our significance of, of uh, as as a, a humankind being like, no, we're really not that significant. And then you just kind of see the shits going on in the world like, yeah, maybe maybe we shouldn't be the center of our universe anymore because of what we're doing to it, basically. Uh, I you get more people that. as well nowadays, like uh, checking out DMT and all these different drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> these are like people to astro plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder what it's like DMT reanimator. You know. Oh my god! That, I or I'm, <laughs> I'm just imagining watching reanimator on DMT now, and that's. Well, well, well. I, I, I did. No, no. Funny story. I did watch reanimator once, um, on edibles a while back. Oh, <laughs> on, 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 but on the big screen. And the funniest thing about it was, it was the least scary thing. While on that, like everything, everything else was scary. So, I, like the lead up was like I saw a person just like look like he was staring at me, and his face was like kind of shrinking. Like everything else was scary. Then I got to the movie; it was comforting, which was kind of funny. It was like, oh, this, this is the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> so, so uh, just to reiterate, now that's in public record, James found it comforting that there's a story out there of a man who is uh, mingling with uh, reanimating the dead. So just let that sink in for listeners hey you know it's 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 just i'm i'm macabre you know i don't know <laughs> so but gav so as a as a, a filmmaker uh, and a director i guess who maybe lovecraft isn't your thing in terms of a story what do you find interesting about um you mentioned lovecraft adaptations you certainly know a lot but what uh, from a from a directing standpoint from a filmmaking standpoint what do you find fascinating or effective about those kind of things i think the lovecraft films there's such a, I really like the whole fantasy element to them all. They're all, there's, the reality of the world is just not, it's not a reality. And it's, um, it's so out there. I kind of really like it because it's kind of out there, but it's not too far out there. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It, no, it does. So, like, you can kind of go along with these stories, but, like, and then all of a sudden there's stuff going on, like reanimated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what draws you to just horror for a genre of, of filmmaking in general? have no idea. Um, I liked... Um, <laughs> I grew up... I grew up loving the Hammer horror films. Um, okay. So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my parents would just let me watch whatever I wanted. They literally didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> this is like growing up in the eighties, and the kids, yeah. you know, my favorite movie was First Blood. I used to watch it every Sunday in my lunch, you know. And it's just like, <laughs> what kids should be watching First Blood? It was their favorite? Oh, let's watch First Blood, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> um, I really loved horror and stuff. And um, I do remember specifically watching Reanimator and. Cause what is Reanimator? 86, 87? Uh, it's, it's, I think, 85, I think. I think so. Maybe yeah. The same year as Return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead. That's why. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, wow, a beautiful, yeah. Tri- yeah, a beautiful tri- trio right there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good, yeah. <laughs> oh, 80s are, 80s are so good for horror. But um, yeah, and I loved watching, I remember watching that from the video, getting out from the video shop and watching that. So I would have probably been about 10, 11, maybe. And, um, absolutely love that movie and that always stuck with me it's quite a disturbing film but for some reason i absolutely adore that film and i have it on blu-ray and i, I will frequently watch it and i've covered it on my podcast mm. uh, but you know it's quite a gross movie at the same time but it's actually just i don't know it's a really good film but that's not really sort of really lovecraft lovecraft now it's like only nowadays you're sort of seeing these lovecraft films like uh, that nicholas cage one cut out of space and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah where you're really seeing the lovecraft world we can now do with technology and where people are with like their effects and stuff what you can do mm-hmm. um so only now you're really getting those films that you kind of want to see of that lovecraft thing which you can imagine well i was going to ask you too gav um like besides you know like when you were growing up, like you know, I'm, I'm, you know, from what I gather, I was a video store kid too. I oh, was nice. endlessly just. I, I had one across the street from me growing up, so I would go there every day and just stare yeah. all day yeah, at yeah. every yeah. title. The, the ones I couldn't see because my parents would actually be like, "Well, that has too much sex in it." But if it was violence, it was okay. You know, like that's okay. Um, America. But, right. Right. <laughs> right. That's an American thing. Right. But, but I was gonna, but I was gonna ask, um, which like, like which like horror directors would you say like you know, maybe like influenced you at least to pick up the camera and go, hey, you know what, I actually want to do that too, because like, me growing up, it was always like Carpenter was like my guy, and I was always like, if I can make films like John Carpenter, I'd be happy, you know, yeah. that that'd be the guy I want to look for. But like, which kind of like filmmakers you go, shit, you know what, I'm gonna watch these films and actually look for what they're doing as opposed to just watching it for the fun of it um i don't know i don't think i really tapped up I d- and not until i started making the first feature film i actually had to look up what the role of director was because i was a little bit confused of actually what is that right i understood like if you're directing traffic in a road you direct the cars a certain way and essentially that is what a director does and um, I didn't really know that specifically, but I definitely knew John Carpenter film when you saw that. And I really liked the fact that what that dude wrote the music and he got the people to do the things and like what? <laughs> and that really inspired me because I, I've been DJing and writing music for many years. So it really inspired me to be able to do that as well. And because I didn't know many people, I did lots of roles as well. So I liked those people. So I liked Peter Jackson and Robert Rodriguez, even though 
Robert Rodriguez didn't come around to like 91 or whatever it was. Um, so I was into films before then, like say John Carter, but I love the way that these dudes could just make stuff and they liked making stuff because they liked films. It wasn't about money. It's not about fucking all this other bullshit, which is, a, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and they would just get down and do it themselves. And like Peter Jackson and uh, Bad Taste, not Brain Dead, Bad Taste, he, like he has a fight with himself on a cliff. That's amazing. That's I, know. <laughs> I know. I love that. I never knew that the first time I watched it. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So just 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 these dudes know that they can do this. And it's just so much fun. Have you guys gone out and made anything like like shot something? A few, a few shorts in my time. Not much. A lot but, of it's kind of lost to the wind. But, you know, yeah. but it's really fun, though, going out and throwing ketchup on your mate and <laughs> Pretending to stab them. I know that sounds a bit, sounds a bit crazy, but um, that <laughs> that's, whole that's idea, it's so much fun to do that sort of stuff. That's why, like us horror horror fans, aren't uh, insane lunatics who are going out and actually knifing people. We're actually generally nice, nice, happy, friendly sort of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but um, yeah, um, I think those guys were the what got me into making films. I think really. Yeah, I can um, I can relate to that. I I haven't made anything in a long time. I I went to film school years and years ago and so i certainly cool. had um but uh, i do remember uh uh shooting a the aftermath of a, of a car crash sequence in which i shot it in black and white so i could lay my friend down and cover her face with chocolate syrup so that you couldn't tell nice. it was chocolate syrup yeah. and just yeah, give yeah. off the impression that it was blood but well, no there, there is some and, and it's listen i i don't love eli roth or you know i like some of his films but certainly i, I find him his attitude hard to gauge as to where he stands philosophically or politically but i know yeah there are stories of him like making um uh i'm blanking on cabin fever and where he was sitting underneath the camera just like spraying fake blood on people with like a smile on his face because it's like this is this is what you want to do why would you want anyone else to do this like i want to be the one that is hands-on and making this stuff yeah yeah it's, it's, it's funny, as you get older in life, and you like, I'm 43 now, as you get older, you start to sort of realise what's what's the what's the fun things, what makes life that much better, what makes your day <laughs> that much better. And the memories when you go back to them, it's shit like that. It's so much fun. It really is. So why why not like, mm-hmm. do that stuff if you can do it, you know? Um, so I don't know. I think that's probably quite an inspiration for me, filmmaking, just the fact that it's just fun to make horror films. How cool is it to make horror films? If I could do this as like a legit living, That'd be fucking rad, you mm. know. We've we've kept Thomas quiet for a little while, so I want to loop him back in. Oh god. Um, and, and specifically, <laughs> don't worry. The next the next um, three hours will be just dedicated to you. Uh, Beautiful. But um, just me rambling. <laughs> drink up, Thomas. That'll help. Um, but so I, I also wanted to talk to you about. Um, Lovecraft and other mediums, because on top of writing screenplays and stuff, you're also, I know you're working on uh, comics and illustrations and that sort of stuff when it comes to Lovecrafting and things. So what, like, outside of even just film stuff, what what other, like, Lovecraft media have you found that you've loved or that you found to be like, yeah, this is actually the spirit of, of what we're going for here? Oh, God. Um, what a question. Uh, uh, yeah, so obviously outside of films, when it comes to Lovecrafting and so sort on of stuff, stuff I kind of love. I've got a fair few board games myself of the Lovecraft variety, certainly like uh, Mansions of Madness, mm-hmm. um, what's it, the Pandemic Cthulhu one, and all, all that sort of thing. There's a, 
another one I'm keep eyeing up at the moment, which is Death May Die. Um, don't know if you've seen that one. The so yeah, the board game. There seems to be a huge explosion in the board games, and certainly in gaming itself. Um, literally just downloaded before this. Well, I say literally, probably about an hour or so beforehand. I got that Stygian. Uh, so yeah. A, a Lovecraftian TRPG. Uh, I really like Lovecraft games. I like anything from like Eternal Darkness and mm. uh, nice. Can- Canarium. Did you ever, have you played that one? Canarium, That's a great yeah. one. It's uh, it's almost like a walking simulator, but it's uh, a direct sequel to At the Mountains of Madness, essentially. No, oh. was it? Is it James that was playing? I saw a post on yeah yeah Shadow of the Facebook Comet earlier that he was playing. Was it Shadows of the Comet? Yeah, I've never that's played a... it because I am rubbish at point and click games. I just <laughs> yeah. cannot work them out. Um, I remember having, yeah, like, you know, like all the uh, King's Quest and all that. I was never, could never figure them out as a kid. So uh, there's that side of things. Uh, God, yeah, no, I, I love I love Lovecraft games as well. I've got to admit, I do actually. Uh, we we've been quite lucky actually in some of the promotion that we've done for a couple of our shorts. We approached companies and they've given us copies to give away. Oh wow! Uh, I think for and nothing hurt. We gave away a copy of uh, Actung uh, Cthulhu, in, like a tactical sort of XCOM World <laughs> War Two. <laughs> it's great. It's it's brilliant. If you like XCOM, XCOM is one of my favourite games of all time. So when they we got given a copy of this to give away, I was like, oh, I'll go play that myself. And then <laughs> for beyond, we reached out to another company, um, and they gave us a copy of Cultist Simulator because it ties in with this whole dream side of things that we brought in with Beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we gave away that. So yeah, I love I love Lovecraftian gaming. But going back to what I said earlier, a lot of people just seem to throw on the term, like throw in tentacles and call it. And that, that's it. And comics wise. So, yeah, I'm currently writing a comic at the moment. Um, I'm hoping to have crowdfunded and launched some point within the next month or so. But, you know, there's there's been some decent ones out there. Uh, certainly Lovecraft. I mean, it was like Boom Studios did a lot. Uh they did like a, was it Cthulhu Wars and Tales and but yeah, there's not there's not that many that really capture the feel that I like about Lovecraft. Uh, once again, go back to that I've probably overused now the whole cosmic horror aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's always just and it's similar with films. It's a lot of them just seem to focus on gore and you know and that's it. Uh, for Christmas a couple of years ago, my brother bought me the first collection of. Alan Moore's Providence. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And, but but here's the, but here's the thing. Haven't even cracked it open yet. And it's, oh. and, and and like and that's the thing. Like if any if any writer out there is sort of like this is the guy that gets it. Of course it's going to be Alan Moore. So why have yeah. I not even you know? And he totally does. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah. Providence. That was in the near Nomicron. I can't. Yeah. 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 As is most of the case when it comes to Lovecraftian stuff, trying to pronounce it is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> but no, no, Providence is brilliant, and it really draws upon the, it. Not just Lovecraft as well. It does, uh, you know, it's got like the King in Yellow and all that. Because King in Yellow is not Lovecraft, 
those chambers. So it brings into that sort of side of things. And yeah, it's it's a great story. Definitely check it out. Open it. Yes, Don't let it sit there. Go on, love. <laughs> well, and maybe now, maybe now that I've put it out publicly, it, it is, it'll be enough to shame myself into actually doing something yeah. about it. Um, Gav, I'm I'm kind of curious. So, in in collaborating with Thomas, and a, as someone who, as you said, like hasn't really read or 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 maybe that's not your kind of cup of tea in terms of uh, your influences. Has there ever been a time where you're just like, dude, can you can you explain like what what are you what are you doing with this one? I'm not really sure uh, what you're, what you're working on here. We did just do a one-minute short film, which Tom wrote, uh, an isolation short, which uh, a, few, a few of us at Deadbolt, we kind of be, were able to shoot ourselves. And um, the other day, I let a friend see it, and he said to me, so what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 I, I got to the end, and I went, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> he said, what do you mean you're not sure? I said, I don't know. I, I got the script, and they... They started shooting it. I put it together, like the editing and the, put the music, uh, uh, sound motifs onto it and sound effects. And then I just kind of made it and put it out there and didn't actually go back to realise what it's actually about. And I just figured it's from Tom's mind with Lovecraft. So I'll just let it go. <laughs> it's actually one of the most straightforward things I think we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it's simply, it's, it's a one minute short of news reports and each of the news report gets weirder and weirder until eventually it's kind of revealed that the old ones, the greater outer gods and that have come back. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it confused my friend. <laughs> Whereas the other ones deal with like death and existence and going to these dream worlds. Gab's fine with that. Truly, <laughs> well what? Well, with and with and nothing hurt. We both kind of he had the basis, then we both uh, yeah. built built on it. Um, but with Beyond, I just went for it. But when I read Beyond, I just kind of I just looked at it. I uh, I know Insomnia a little bit. Um, I suffered it from a, a little bit, so I kind of knew that world. So I was like, oh nice, I can really. I wanted to like play around with Insomnia anyway, and the, and like the crazy dreams you can have. So I just kind of dig the fact that you just, basically when it comes down to it, the story itself is quite. I, I'm not. It's, I wouldn't say Lovecraft or anything. It was just quite a kind of like. There's a crazy doctor who says, "Check out this trial pill. Take it. It's going to help you sleep, and uh, you might have some side effects." And we just follow his little story as he has his side effects and what comes from it. So then, at the end, the reveal at the end, which I won't spoil. Um, no, I kind of. It kind of actually that came out quite naturally, as you yeah. can imagine with a film i think really it wasn't that wacky but the but the recent one that was the one when my friend that said to me you know what's it about i don't know i'm the fucking <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of a i don't know do we have any uh x-files fans in the house yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. so it's it's my favorite show of all time so i've watched the entire series maybe three or four times and uh there's a commentary track on the the blu-ray dvd collection for the episode uh jose chung's from outer space um, yeah, and, and in, in which it was written by Darren Morgan, it was directed by uh, I'm blank on his name, uh, Rob Bowen, who admitted like he had no idea what the hell the script was. He was just basically shooting what the <laughs> script told him to shoot because he's like, I don't know what he's doing with this thing, and it turned out yeah. to be one of the classic episodes of the entire run. 
It's... Well, in some ways, my job as a director is just taking the words from the script and getting the actors and actresses to uh, to uh, you know to perform this and make sure the camera sits in the right place and then put it together. So, yeah, but um, unless I was really like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> unless I was really like that, I'd have to be like, like, no, 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 come on, what we, what, what's going on? Um, but. Apart from that, I just I just let him have his fun, let him do his thing. <laughs> I think we we work pretty well together. To be fair, I mean, you you do turn around and say like, yeah, Tom, that's that's needs that doesn't work for me, and I'm I'm not afraid to turn around to Gavin and say like, uh no, that's good. We've we've become quite a good team uh, when it comes to that side of things. We've both got a good, a similar sort of uh, ethos in that we're very much just. We'll just try and get it done now. Um, very yeah. DIY in that. So, and, and unfortunately, nowadays it, it's just the way it's gone. It's got worse and yeah. worse and worse, especially for like independent filmmakers. As as we all know, especially in the horror world, <laughs> and it's just gone so crazy now. You got to be so inventive, which you always had to, yeah. but now you've got to be super, super inventive. And then it's how do you get someone to watch it? You know. <laughs> Yeah. And the, the festivals, how much they cost to try and enter, which you're probably not going to get in. And it's just like, oh my god, yeah. give us a break, you know. But everyone's doing it. Everyone's making films and stuff nowadays, you know. For for yeah, I mean, it really, ultimately, I think it, it it comes down to, can you tell a good story? Oh you yeah, good, you know what I mean, like Lovecraftian yeah. or not. Like if if you guys can just make a good story. Then yeah. it doesn't matter. Like if it, if it has like you know a twist and turn or something that makes sense, what you know, or even if it doesn't, if it's a good dreamlike type of sort of thing, I will always try. You know, I will trumpet that to the to the mountains. Like of oh, you got to watch this. If if it's something that's boring or like mundane, which is, we'll be we'll be covering a couple of films yeah. after afterwards, and um, one of them is definitely like that. So it's sad to me when it's like. So you had, like, even if you had a small budget, like, you just, to me, it's almost like you wasted it. Like, you didn't even try to do anything fun yeah. or, and you yeah. could almost, and you can almost tell sometimes, like, like, if I can watch a short and see, like, oh, okay, they went balls to the wall with this thing. Amazing. If it, but if I watch a 90-minute film and it's like, what, what's going, like, uh, like, how much more time do I have? Um, oh, yeah. my God. You know, and you start... <laughs> And and we've all yeah you know, we've all seen films like this you know, no matter what the genre but it's like like you said earlier Gav like it's not about making money it's about making art you know you yeah. want to make it you love it's the the art of it the love of it and that's ultimately what you know to me at least a, a lot of people want to see but sadly a lot of people also want to see regurgitated you know the big yeah. blockbuster stuff but even then a big blockbuster can still do something clever. You know, and we do yeah. see that once in a while too. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always for the indie filmmakers because that's kind of like my mindset. You know, like you said earlier with you know, like what Jim said with Eli Roth, but even Sam Raimi, who would just you you know he he's like I'm gonna beat up Bruce Campbell during this scene like <laughs> like nobody else, and you could tell it's just this fun even though it might have been a headache and like crazy while you're making it. Yeah, it's what comes out from that from like the, the blood, sweat and tears. And like, that's why like, you know, you guys are on my radar for, for now on, you know, by oh, far. Oh, thank you, man. That's great. Yeah. No, anytime. I, 
Yeah, uh, we actually, whenever we shoot, because like the people I work with now have been working with for quite a while now. Like the my lead actress for my first feature, like almost ten years ago, is now kind of like when we shoot stuff. My assistant, she was so good behind scenes, like like with script supervising and making sure I wasn't forgetting stuff, you know. <clears throat> so um, when we do shoot stuff, it's a generally like it's a pretty good atmosphere. I don't I like I used to work in the kitchen when I was 19, 20. I used to sort of run it a little bit. So I kind of figured out how to talk to people and not be a dick. Um, <laughs> and and, and like, like, <laughs> he did say he kind of figured it out. So he's yeah. not there yet. Wait, wait. He's not a total dick. It's okay. <laughs> there was a snowstorm a, a day before we go to shoot. There's a proper oh, snowstorm. The worst we have oh, in England this weekend. And that's the weekend we're shooting. And we're like, we've got to shoot anyway. But anyway, for, forgetting that, Tom come out and converse all stars. You don't go out and converse all stars in the woods and <laughs> snow. Yeah, they're going to get soaked. I, I, I used to be a a converse a chuck wearer and like they always yeah. got destroyed like in the rain and the snow and the the only time i shouted at him on, on the only time i shouted at anybody was actually tom when he was saying let off the smoke grenades and like run 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 because the smoke's going up and you're still in shot like get out of there but he had his little flimsy <laughs> snow converse <laughs> <laughs> they were it's falling apart. It's like going to slow him down more. Away. So basically, it's just me shouting him, and we've got that behind the scenes. You can go on the Deadbolt YouTube channel, and there's a little behind the scenes, and it's uh, me shouting at him. Get out! Go on! Go on! You know. <laughs> apart from that, on set, it's pretty cool, and hopefully that comes yeah. out in the film. So thank you very much. You're welcome. I think we've we've actually been we've had some good fun on set. Actually, that that was crazy. That so shooting and nothing hurt was crazy. Because the day would start with us having to push cars up a snow-covered hill. Um, when we did Beyond, that was partly shot in a, uh, I, in a military establishment without anyone really knowing, in a port cabin behind my office. So, <laughs> trying to sneak every like book everyone in, telling them they're there for a meeting, and then you know you've you've got like these guys dressed up, you know, but it's. That was quite interesting when this major walked into this office to be confronted with uh, <laughs> with the big bad at the end of the film. <laughs> it was quite, quite interesting. Uh, we've, we've had some fun. Uh, that one, so we shot that one in three locations. Uh, one of them, Gav had managed to find a little flat above a funeral parlour. Wow, uh, very cool. Very nice. So all the bed that's, scenes were shot in there. So the dead were right underneath the bedroom yeah. shots, like literally dead people, like a few feet down. Uh, I mean, it sets the mood for it, I, certainly. Well, I, you know, I know about that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. J J James's girlfriend uh, works uh, as a as a what's I'm. Forgetting. She's a she's she's a funeral director. Yeah. yeah. And bomber, um, funeral director, oh, all, okay, all that cool. stuff. Yeah. So I, I've 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 been around dead people many times. So. <laughs> It might sound oh, creepy, really? but it's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? If I ever actually make another, like, short film and I'm going to depict a dead body, I have to look at that because it's completely different than what you see in, a lo like, a lot of films. Like, a lot of films, they don't get it right. It's always... Uh, I mean, usually I it's just a, a person just laying there. But, you know, like, there's a certain aesthetic to it, a certain, like, look that you can tell the difference between living and dead. It's kind of weird to say that, but it's something about it that's... 
when yeah, I wanted I to, uh, when I was, I was once, I was looking into being a mortuary technician, and nice. I got in contact with the local hospital, Brimley uh, Park, uh, and they invited me along for like a few hours to go and see it, cool. and that was quite an eye opener. It's like swinging open these drawers and big fat guy that's gone purple at the bottom and all that, and it was like, like. They're picking maggots off this guy. He's been there for a while, and it was just like, ah, oh, that's that's nice. And the guy was, the, the poor guy was obviously trying his best to gross me out, and I was just like, no, that, that's all right. It's he's dead, <laughs> you know. It, it's it, it's it's there's no one there anymore. Um, but the the reason why I didn't go for that job, the smell. Mm. It could yeah. not handle the smell. There is a certain smell about it. There is. It, I just, yeah. So, you know, fair play to your missus. That's... <laughs> that's, and the funny thing is that's how she can tell if someone can, like, last back there if the smell doesn't get to them. Yeah. And even, even to now, like, she'll tell me about, like, something that almost, like, grossed her out. But, like, if she sees someone new and they, like, start to puke, she's like, they're not going to last. Yeah. Like, like you're not, you're yeah. not going to last. <laughs> you haven't seen the worst yeah. of it yet, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, a, it's, it's strange how that's the worst thing. It's like the body was fine. It's the smell. Yeah. It's something about the smell that's just, yeah. I'll never forget that. So, that's that's your new short film, Tom. Call it yes. The Smell. The Smell. The smell. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, and, and you could actually have like the like a, a film and then you people would have to buy like a, a, a scratch and sniff card. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, like 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 a John Waters film, you know, just like, ooh, what's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh man. Well, I, I know it's uh it's getting it's getting late for you guys out in the UK and James and I have yeah. uh, a lot of stuff to get to as well, so I won't hold you up too much. I guess the one one kind of question I wanted to to wrap up with you is uh, I mean you guys, are, you've made clear like your filmmakers are working on this stuff, but also these are these are hobbies. These are things you like to do. You're doing it for the art. You're not doing it for the money. So I yeah. guess uh, if if this sort of never gets out of the realm of, of hobby, you're still just gonna keep going with this stuff. You still find something in it that's just like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm I've always just created and made stuff. I'm just one of those people. Um, so. You know, the advent of the internet coming on, there's a platform with YouTube and these places you can actually show people around the world like you guys, you know. Um, but if, if there wasn't that, I would still be making stuff. Before that, I used to make skate videos for my friends. I've been a skater for many, many years. And I used to make skate videos like VHS to VHS. But that was just for us guys. We didn't show it to anyone else. We just mm -hmm. made videos for us. Um, so I would carry on making regardless. I don't... Um, yeah, I'm always going to make stuff because it's just that's what my soul uh, wants me to do, if that makes sense. I can't not do stuff. I can't watch TV. I have to make stuff. I, I don't know. Tom? Uh, similar. Yeah, I just like telling stories. Like I said, I started off by telling yes. stories and then I decided going to try and learn this other craft. And now I've started to write a comic. So, yeah, I, don't, I can't I can't see myself ever stopping telling stories. Uh, and if I can tell them it with a Lovecraftian bent to them, then even better. That's, you know, we've, we've got projects coming up. We're hoping to get something a bit bigger going um, at some point. 
We've got a we've got a secret web series going at the moment, but it's a secret web series. Yeah. We're kind of just doing it, um, and we will release it once we've got enough episodes. There's twenty up there at the moment, nineteen twenty. Mm. Um, but once it gets to the point, we we'll release it properly. Um, it's, it's there's a reason for it. It's a bit of a found footage type thing, but. Um, but yeah, we're we're constantly doing stuff, and uh, funny enough, Tom's come on really well as a producer and stuff as well. Like initially coming on as a writer, he's like come mm. a lot further. Mm. Like he's really good. I'll be like, dude, can you do the word shit? I'll do like the picture stuff. <laughs> you do the word stuff, and he's great. He just don't. Oh yeah, I send that email to that person. Do this, do that, do that, that, and it's brilliant. So we're 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 just gonna keep making stuff with our little crew. So do we're for also kind of lucky. So we also brought on. Um... Uh, another chap as well joined us recently who's really into film uh, a friend John Payne and he's been brilliant as a producer as well just spurring both of us on a bit as well. like he's just yeah, very yeah. into like, the technical side of things and it's it's funny watching him push Gav on the technical things and I'm just like I'm staying away from this <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm so glad he, I don't need to have this conversation and he, he says he like, says stuff to me I don't have a clue what he's saying like codex and loads of shit video stuff I'm like oh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about man just send me the video I don't know what you're doing yeah. <laughs> but it's brilliant it's it's <sighs> We've got, yeah, as Gav was saying, we've got such a great team now. Um, just even on like on the producing side of things, uh, there's just stuff that I wouldn't have thought out of that Gav will think about. And then there's bits that Gav wouldn't have thought about that John will now think about. And nice. we're, we're ready to hopefully produce something a bit bigger and go further places. Like the short that we just, like I said, that short that we did, the one minute one. There's effects on there that we probably wouldn't have thought about doing before. I mean, I was just going to ask, but they kind of said already, like, what else are they working on? But they have, the, you know, a series, another short comic book that I can't wait to hear about. I will I will definitely pledge for that. Um, but, yeah, like, whatever else you got, anything else or anything, you know, in the, the near future or even the, the far future? We, we are working on, we've actually got, like, three different scripts on the go, like, features. Um, and we're probably going to shoot fake trailers for each script oh, nice. uh, to try and get, try and get a little bit more interest. <clears throat> uh, try and sum up some money, you know. Um, <laughs> that's no, that's uh, that's a great way to do it. It's just yeah, we can't make it without money. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah. I can only go so far. I made a um, film called Preternatural, um, which is on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. It's a found footage movie with me in, and I made that for a hundred pound. Oh, wow. uh, um, and that was a challenge to try and do that, and we managed to do it. And it's quite nice we got it on Amazon Prime, so it's like, yay, cool! So it's actually out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we we want to try and make something legit. I think we're to that point we can probably just push ourselves, and it, it, we're all pushing each other. And we yeah. can push ourselves to that one script that someone's like, oh, that actually that's kind of cool. Okay, cool. Let's go with that one. Um, so we're kind of doing that as well. But it's a long, it's a, as you imagine, writing three scripts is quite. A, quite a lengthy process yeah. yeah so one of them's folk horror one of oh, them nice. is uh another lovecraftian sort of thing they're all quite self-contained which we obviously want we need to do for the yeah. sort of scale mm-hmm. that we're doing for but yeah um so we will do about, stuff so just to mention about uh gas preternatural mm-hmm. it might be of interest to those that are into the lovecraft and that it's it's very weird it's it's there's all uh, kind of like a Arthur Mac and Macon, whatever 
sort of feel feel about it. I don't think Gav realizes this, but it is quite. It, it's like a movie version of like weird fiction. It's very strange. Uh, awesome. I highly recommend. Definitely. Well, if you guys ever do yeah. get some some serious money for a creative project in the future, I just have one request: is that if you could cast. Ken Forey in um, orange underwear attacking a giant worm with a butcher knife, that would be, that would just make my day. Uh, <laughs> um, one of, I'm sure we could ask. What, one, of, yeah. one of my favorite moments from, from Beyond, just like, sure, we're going to have Ken Forey in his underwear, why not? Man. <laughs> but it was, my, my only critique for uh, Beyond was that it didn't have that sequence in your film. That's my only critique. Yeah, right? sorry about that. <laughs> I, could have, I could have spliced it in, you know, could have had a quick flash of you know. <laughs> That's part, part of his dream, just Ken Forey. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Who is so, we yeah. all have those dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Doc, I, yes. Doc, I've been dreaming about Ken Forey. Like, yeah, who doesn't? And just moves yeah, on, right. basically. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just do a deep fake and just put his face on everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's the king in yellow. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> the king in orange. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> king in orange. Uh, be, beyond the wall of sleep is Ken Forey, the king in yellow. But um, well, th- this guys, this was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've. We've talked a bit, a little bit about your stuff, but just for people who are, are curious, where else can they find you and your stuff online? Go ahead and plug whatever you want to plug right now. Uh, um, you can just look up Deadbolt, um, Deadbolt Films YouTube. We've got a channel which is Deadbolt Films. Um, that is kind of the same everywhere, isn't it, Tom? It's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's yeah, just Deadbolt we, Films. We've got everything yeah. on, pretty much covered on everything. Uh, we're, I think we're just as Deadbolt Films on all social media. We've got a website, deadboltfilms.com, I think it is. I can't remember the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, it's, e- it's easy to find us. It's super easy yeah. to find us. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, people, if anyone wants to just reach out to us, we're, we're totally approachable as well. We can attest to that, certainly. Definitely, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, and of course... Always... You might not get much sense from us, but... <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been warned, listeners. Um, but yeah, of course, um, uh, it's always easy to get in touch with us. Moviesofmadness at gmail.com if you want to shoot us a line. I am uh, Nolan Fixes Teeth on Twitter. James is Fistful of Media. And of course, uh, castofcthulhu.podbean.com is where you can find um, all of our uh, back episodes. And, and uh, not sure when this will go up, but uh, this is June, so we are doing uh, coverage of adaptations of Cool Air. And uh, stay tuned for that because we will have quite a bit to say about those things but um (laughs) thomas gav thanks so much for for joining us really appreciate you guys taking time thank you you very much thanks for having us been great